where you and I can connect. It's a show that embraces a 360-degree look at womanhood. It's our voice, our perspective. It's what we care about, and it's how we feel. Empowerment through conversation is what it is. This is Full Circle. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. I'm so excited to be in the building today. I have been looking forward to this conversation for a very long time, and now it is here. So I'm going to jump right into it because we have so much to talk about. Family, I don't know if you saw any of my posts this week, this week but... Have you ever met someone that you just like totally clicked with, like from the moment you spoke to them? Well, that is my guest, Mercedes Hogan. Like the moment I spoke with her, I was like, oh, yes, we are like kindred spirits. She has got to be on the show. She has got so much to say and share. And I'm so excited that she's finally here to have this conversation with me. Thank you for coming to the program, Miss Mercedes. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Miss Wanda, for having me. I am so excited to have you. You know I am because I'm just like gushing (laughs) all over the place. I want to introduce you to Mercedes Hogan. She is a plus size model, entrepreneur, community activist, and the founder, creator, owner of Thrift Store Fly, helping us get our fly on. For less. Yes. You can have that one. (laughs) (laughs) Fly on for less. I like that. (laughs) So we're going to talk about all the things uh, throughout the next couple hours. So make sure, family, you stay tuned. So welcome, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on this segment Full Circle and um, talk about what I do. Yeah. So um, as you said, I am a plus size model um, signed with MDT Agency Incorporated out of San Francisco. Um, I started modeling only last year. And so things have kind of went very fast for me in that industry. So I've worked with Levi Strauss and Co. I've worked with Old Navy. I've worked with Athleta and I've also worked with Third Love. And so um, that's been an amazing journey. In addition to plus size modeling, I also still work a nine to five as a training consultant for a state agency that's within law enforcement as well. And in 2017, I founded Thrift Store Fly, which is basically a uh, me contributing personal shopping and services to people who want to dress fly but necessarily don't want to break the bank. So I help you get over all of that nervousness, that anxiety that Mm -hmm. you may feel going into a thrift store, whether you are looking for new attire for work or for a birthday party or for a special event, Mm -hmm. I can help you dress in the best trends for less. Oh, I love it. I love it. I want to, we're going to dig into that, but mm-hmm. I want to back up just a little bit because you are a Sacramento native. Yes. Let me start there. Yes. Let <laughs> you got to give props to your, right. to your Pacers because you yes. got on your Grant yes, colors. I do have on my Grant colors today. Shout out to Grant Union High School. Um, I am a Sacramento native, born and raised in Del Paso Heights. Um, Shout out to my parents, Jeffrey Hogan and Linda Matthews. Grew up right on Clay Street and North Avenue. (laughs) Um, 
driving here to the station, I also attended DW Babcock, so you had to pass that elementary school to get here. So it's definitely a full circle moment um, mm-hmm. for me yeah, yeah, to be here at the station and talking about that. So I'm super, super excited about all the projects that I have coming up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Little did you know when you were that little girl walking to D.W. Babcock that you would now be coming as this entrepreneur and this community activist and this person that's totally walking or walking in the purpose, walking towards the purpose that you feel that you're called to do. Right. And um, it's so interesting that that you talk about that too because when I was younger I developed very fast I was like the tallest in my class like my family thought I was going to be like six foot tall Uh end up being about like a little bit over five seven but um no I I was teased like I remember one student used to call me earthquake and I never it never registered to me that that was a a fat shaming Mm -hmm. moment Mm -hmm. because my parents always were like Mercedes you're beautiful you can do anything like they taught me self-confidence at a very early age and so I just embraced the name earthquake and was like oh that's going to be my wrestling name yeah and you know that's kind of like what I went by like on Mm -hmm. the schoolyard Uh but it wasn't until I got to like my late 20s I was like wait a minute like that was not kind yeah but um you know I I attribute that to great parenting I'm definitely a product of being raised by the village. So Mm -hmm. I had a lot of mentors, you know, growing up throughout the community as well Mm -hmm. that um, just helped me to boost my self-confidence. And I was just always one of those kids that wanted to be involved in everything. So academics, of course, was like a must in my household, but I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to volunteer, I wanted to serve, I wanted to help communities. I would look around my neighborhood and I would always ask questions and inquire like, why are things like this? Or why are there not black people represented in this job field? And that made me want to be interested in everything and want to be everything as, you know, I, you know, went off to college and Mm -hmm. started inquiring about what I wanted to do for my career. Yeah. Um, I just always advocated for injustice. Yeah. And um, that's one of the reasons why this year I got involved with the Women's March, but I'm sure we'll circle back to that and talk more about that later. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I want to continue to show love to your past by also you are an HBCU grad. I mean, we got to show, we have to give the family all of your credentials. Yes, shout out to (laughs) Grambling State University, yes, in Northern Louisiana. Um, I am an HBCU graduate. I am also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So shout out to my sorors out there as well okay so you you were talking about you there was there was an experience that you had that was you know you were bullied at a point and you always kind of noticed injustices around you in some form or fashion right you went off to Grambling Mm -hmm. um what was your idea when you went to college what did you think that you wanted to do with your life back then because we we know sometimes people have it and they're locked into it right. and sometimes things change so what was your thought process when you went to right Grandma? okay so um let's go back to to high school um i took a field trip to the state capitol i think my junior year mm-hmm. and when i went on this field trip i think it was like women's day and i didn't see a lot of people this was maybe what 2002 2001 
I didn't see anyone in the state capitol that looked like me. Again, I already knew that I was interested like in politics and advocacy mm-hmm. and injustice and, you know, figuring out how I can make a change. Right. Yeah. I was just like this little girl who just wanted to like save the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, so that that was my path. Like I wanted to work with state legislator or I wanted, you know, to become an attorney to advocate for underrepresented um, communities. And then when I um, got ready to, you know, go to school, I got really um, interested in environmental work. Like I wanted to like, you know, advocate for clean water and save the trees and things of that. So I was just like very inquisitive. I was interested in a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. But that's um, when I went off to Grambling, I majored in political science. was like, okay, I'm gonna work with, you know, state legislation and work on policy. I wanted to be a part of something that would outlive me. That was like my whole thing is I wanted to, create some type of law or regulation that would be set and leave my legacy, you know, that way to Mm -hmm. influence people to live better lives. That sounds Mm -hmm. like, though, it was nurtured because you said you've always been kind of an inquisitive child, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like it was nurtured by your parents. And it's really important Mm -hmm. to point out because a lot of times um, inquisitive children sometimes get shushed. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they get stop asking me so many questions and we really need to kind of nurture that so that people can grow up and still have that inquisitive nature about them you know if we're always silencing people they will continue to silence versus fighting through and and fighting for justices that we you know need yes absolutely and that even spilled over to my fashion sense because I was um, of course influenced by my mother and her fashion she always dressed to the T you know Mm -hmm. I'm I'm an 80s baby so I grew up late 80s early 90s with bold colors polka dots and you know neons and spandex (laughs) and my mom was just like fly like Uh all the time so um, when it came time for me to you know dress myself like I was influenced by that and she allowed me that space to be creative she allowed me to wear you know lime green and purple Mm -hmm. you know to school if you know if if I wanted to and so I've always been able to express myself you know through fashion Mm -hmm. and um, they my parents definitely allowed me to express myself through you know using my voice when I see something that's not right yeah. and then doing the research to see well how can I help or if someone's doing something about it how right. can I join them with the cause so you're talking about using your voice mm-hmm. last Saturday was the women's march mm-hmm. how are you involved in that and what got you thinking that you wanted to be involved with that that event or even the organization's putting that together yes so yes last saturday was women's march sacramento um it was actually the national women's march day all across the nation Mm -hmm. and i got involved with the women's march sacramento because it was rumored and i had felt personally that women's march sacramento was not for us Mm -hmm. and let me explain that and just be frank it was rumored and felt by myself that the women's march sacramento did not represent black women Uh and again being my little inquisitive self that you know that I am I was like why is this why is Women's March Sacramento not inclusive Mm -hmm. of black women and so I said okay well this year I'm going to participate let me back up 
I put that into the atmosphere that I was going to participate. Mm -hmm. I went to a conference and the lead coordinator was at the conference. And so we met like by chance, Mm -hmm. which is um, Scarlett Bustos, who's a a Latino woman. She's the the lead coordinator. And we had lunch. We hit it off. We connected like how you and I did, Miss Wanda. Mm -hmm. And she offered the outreach director position to me. And at the time I was like, I have too much on my plate. Like, I work this nine to five. Right. I'm driving back and forth to the Bay Area for my modeling gigs. Like, I do not have time to be an outreach director for Women's March Sacramento. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I slept on it for a couple of weeks, and I was like, well, Mercedes, if you want to change the narrative, like, why not you? Yeah. And I went to sleep thinking, why not me? And I woke up thinking, why not me? And so I finally sent the text message, and I was like, I'm all in. And then the rest is history. Um, last Saturday, we had about 12,000 people to come out and support. It was a um, wonderful event. Um, with me being outreach director this year, I was able to be a like liaison with the black community mm-hmm. and Women's March Sacramento to ask the questions um, that needed to be answered yeah. and to create the discussions that needed to be had mm-hmm. to make Women's March Sacramento an event that's inclusive of every demographic. And I think that we're on a very, very good path of changing that narrative now. Oh, very good. I know I saw mm-hmm. Black uh, Women United. Yes, shout out to Black Women United and yeah. Alika Bernard, mm-hmm. founder of Black Women's March. Um, she was one of our, our speakers there. Black Women United oh, actually spoke great. at the march. And um, so make sure to come out June 13th to support the Black Women's March as Absolutely, well yeah. that they're um, planning and organizing. So it's, um, it's a collaborative effort and we know that we are all on the same mission of uplifting and supporting women Mm -hmm. and that's what it comes down to but then we also recognize that we all have different demographics to where things that may affect one demographic does not affect the other and so we're um, one step at a time bringing attention um, to those issues and figuring out how we can resolve them. Right. It's it's about the commonality of womanhood and then having a larger conversation, like you said, of what are the issues that may affect Latina women versus black women versus Asian women versus exactly. Caucasian women. But we have to have the conversation. I love how you saw a need or you asked the question mm-hmm. and didn't even think anything else about it, but just kind of put it out there like, mm, you know, maybe I'll participate like I'm wondering why because that has been the conversation is all that that march is for them and we've got our march over here so I'm glad that we that you had that thought and you know there are no coincidences so your meeting the director was all part of a divine plan for you to be in the position that you're in absolutely yes it was a full circle moment absolutely (laughs) so many of those today this is full circle I'm your host Miss Wanda thank you so much for joining the program if you're just joining us I'm having a conversation with Mercedes Hogan she is a plus size model community activist entrepreneur entrepreneur and the founder of thrift store fly we're going to dig into all of that right after the break make sure you keep it right here we'll be right back if you have something to add to the conversation drop us a line at full circle 975 at gmail.com she's empowering women through conversation She's Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. Yes, we are back. Thank you so much for staying with the program. I am your host, Miss Wanda, and this is Full Circle. I'm having a conversation with my guest, Mercedes Hogan, and uh, I want to jump right into the next part of your life, girl, because you got so many facets. Uh, I'm, I'm just... 
I just want to hear them all. <laughs> so plus size model. Um, how did you get there? What was that path like? Yes. Okay. So I, okay. So I moved, <laughs> I was like, yeah, where do I start? So um, after, after I graduated from Grambling, um, I was working in sales for a while. Then I moved to Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And while, when I was in Atlanta, um, Full Figure Fashion Week was founded. And that's when I went to my very first audition. Did you have, like, was that something that was always, like, inside of you? Like, I think I might want to be a model at some point? Um, or Yes, because when I was a teenager, I remember getting Delia's magazine and Seventeen magazine. Mm-hmm. And this was before, like, Plus was sexy, before Curves was sexy. Uh-huh. I remember specifically wanting to order clothes out of Delia's, or well, wanted my mom to order clothes out of Delia's. And it went up to, like, size 11. Mm-hmm. And... So there, there was nothing for me to order out of that magazine. And yeah. that was like, well, why is that? Like, why is no one that's a little bit chunkier or thicker, you know, represented yeah. with these fashions that I thought were really cute and age appropriate for me? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I continue to thrift, because there was no junior plus section. Yeah. Um, you know, Lane Bryant was, you know, too old, you know, for yeah. my, you know, youthful self. Mm-hmm. So um, I had to look in the Delias and the Seventeen magazine. This is before Seventeen had like a like a Seventeen plus, you know, section, mm-hmm. and um, kind of recreate those styles. So um, going back to living in Atlanta and full fit. Well, to answer your question, yes, so I would say like from the age of twelve, like I knew that I was interested in fashion. I didn't know necessarily that I wanted to be a model. Mm-hmm. Um, or that I wanted to do print work, but I knew that I wanted to do something that created change with, you know, everyone being represented because everyone has to wear clothes. And right. I just didn't think that that was fair. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to 2012, I'm living in Atlanta. And by this time, um, let me say, I have a very aggressive group of friends uh-huh. <laughs> who are like my sister friends that um, are here from Sacramento all the way to Atlanta to, you know, New York. Uh-huh. And um, they, when social media, you know, started becoming popular, you know, I was actually in college when Facebook, you know, first took off. I was like the selfie queen. Like, I love taking pictures. I love taking selfies. And people was like, oh, you should get into modeling. You should get into modeling. You should mm-hmm. get into modeling. I was just like, yeah, okay, that sounds nice, but let me just take my bathroom selfie, you know. Right. And um, so... It came an opportunity for me to audition. I was okay. I was tired of my friends, you know, telling me that I should do this. I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and listen to y'all and I'm going to do this. And um, I got one of my homegirls to come to the audition with me. We had like this like little cheer squad. It was amazing. It was an audition inside of a mall. Mm -hmm. And um, I reached out to uh, another one of my homegirls to do my makeup you know, it was just, and we, we all had connected through Grambling, but had migrated to Atlanta mm-hmm. and re- reconnected in Atlanta. And so I was just looking fly, like had this full face makeup. My hair was just, you know, fly. Uh-huh. Like I was like, as soon as I walk in there, they're going to pick me uh-huh. and I'm going to become famous. I'm going to be this, you know, <laughs> runway model. And I didn't get selected. Mm. And looking back on it, the way that I did my audition was all wrong because I didn't do the research to know how to audition. Mm-hmm. I had way too much makeup. Well, my makeup was gorgeous, yeah. but for auditions, you know, I didn't need to have like, you know, 
the, the full face. And so I was a little bit devastated that I didn't get selected because, you know, my friends had kind of pumped my head up right. and I knew that I photographed well. Um, I had no runway, you know, experience at the time, but I was like, okay, I watched a couple of YouTube videos. I mm-hmm. can kill this walk. But then after that, I was like, okay, well, this one no is not going to stop me, but I didn't do anything else to keep pursuing it. I just went back to working my nine to five and mm-hmm. was just like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, keep taking these cute pictures and see what happens. Right. So um, fast forward, I, I moved back to Sacramento in 2013 um, to be closer to family and to connect with some mentors and stuff because I was just tired of not using my degree. I had really good jobs with Fortune 500 companies, but I was I really want to use this political science degree. Like, I know that I'm a advocate. You know, I know that I like to work with, you know, state agencies. Mm -hmm. And so let me, you know, move back to Sacramento, reconnect and figure out how I can make this happen. So within that process, um, I continue to research about plus size modeling. So Instagram now is out. Mm -hmm. So now... I have access to see what the Takara Jones are doing, what the Lear's Crosses are doing, you know, and I basically just studied them. Like, you know, those are like two of my top favorites, Mm -hmm. but there are several others that I just studied. And I did that for about two and a half years, just like looking at what they're posting, reading blogs, Mm -hmm. um, watching video, learning how to do my makeup, um, learning what the appropriate attire and appropriate makeup is, you know, for, you know, auditions. And then I would just practice. Mm-hmm. And once I did that, I was like, okay, well, I need to go to some type of workshop or conference or something because people still have not seen my face. Like, I'm here, but other people don't know that I'm here. Right. So how can I make myself be seen. So Lyris Cross, who, um, if you guys are not familiar with her, is um, a plus size model. Um, she is the winner of Project Runway. Um, gorgeous. They call her the plus size Naomi Campbell. She started a, a workshop called Life of a Working Model. And she was hosting one of the workshops in 2016 in Los Angeles. So I hit up one of my line sisters, um, shout out to Whitney, um, who lives in L.A. And I was like, hey, can I come, you know, bunk with you this weekend? Like, I'm going to this workshop, which was an investment. The workshop was not free. So I had to save for it. Mm -hmm. So, again, you have to invest in your craft. Um, I went to the workshop and Takara Jones was at the workshop, which I watched on television Wow. On America's Next Top Model, <laughs> who also inspired me. She, watching Takara Jones, that was the person that I seen that I was like, okay, I want to model. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. And again, I didn't actively do anything, you know, to get in the industry at that time, but I was absolutely motivated, like... That was my inspiration. So I went to Lyris Cross Life of a Working Model Workshop in Los Angeles, um, and it changed my life because there is when I learned that there are so many different aspects of modeling. You have fit modeling, which is what I do primarily. You have the print modeling, which is what you see in the magazines and on the commercials. Then you have lifestyle. You have commercial. You know, there's so many different, yeah. you know, aspects. And then you also have runway you know, as well. Mm -hmm. So um, 
I just became I just began to educate myself and then within that conference I learned that if you really want to do this like you have to hang around other models or other aspiring models who are doing this it's like a right. whole community and once you find that community we all help each other to find auditions and gigs and that's really pretty much where it started. So I came back to Sacramento from LA, you know, you know, hanging out with Lyra's crossing to Car Jones right? and got some good photo ops. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so now what? Cause here I am in Sacramento. Let's talk about that, you know, being in Sacramento right. in a plus size model or just being in Sacramento, being in fashion period. We're not, uh, you know, we're not New York. We're not LA. We're not San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, okay, well, here I am. You know, I, I have all this information. I know what's available to me. What's next? So I continue to research and I came across the California Plus America pageant. Hmm. Okay. Which is a pageant. Like the Miss America pageant, but it's for the curvy girls. Mm-hmm. And so I'm researching, researching, and it was like, okay, well, if you win um, in California, then you advance to the Miss America Plus pageant. And so I'm just thinking, okay, this is going to be televised. This is advertisement. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is, you know, this is marketing. And more people will see my face because at that time I was like, okay, I got all this information. I hung out with Takara Jones and Lyra's Cross. Like, okay, I got to have someone just to see me. Right. And so I filled out the application. Um, The director, um, shout out to Cher, um, she gave me a phone call, interviewed me over the phone. And she was like, you're in. And it was December 2017. I mean, I'm sorry, December 2017 Mm -hmm. when this happened, which was kind of late in the game because the pageant was April 2018 mm-hmm. so I didn't have that many months to pre- you know to prepare yeah so um, I'm calling and texting my close group of friends and family who I call team Mercy <laughs> and I'm like okay I'm gonna do this pageant and you know it costs this much and this is what I need and these are the deadlines and I have to go you know to rehearsal mm-hmm. and um, really my, my 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 sister friends just, helped me, you know, to mold me, made sure that I had everything that I needed for the pageant. What kind of things did you need to prepare for? Uh, like, how how does that work, okay? Yes, okay, so, <laughs> let, okay, so. I'm sorry, a side note, but, right, but, yeah, but yeah. saying yeah, side that note. you had to prepare for a pageant, because, again, this isn't our normal world, right? Most people aren't pageant people. Right. We just see a pageant on TV. Right. But now we have someone that can tell us, like, this is what we people that participate in pageants need to do to prepare. Yes. Okay, so first and foremost, I always say that pageantry is the acronym SAIL, not like selling clothes, but SAIL like a sailboat, which starts with service first, appearance, integrity, and legacy. SAIL. And I created that acronym because it was important for me because pageantry is based so much for what we see just on appearance. Right. But you have to create a platform. So my platform was working uh, to end women homelessness. And so I partnered with Women's Empowerment local mm-hmm. locally to do my community service. Um, but to prepare for a pageant, you th- there are different categories depending on which um uh, pageant system you you go through but you're going to most likely you always have a formal wear um some will have a swimwear 
you, of course, have to have the proper shoes for that. You have to have hair and makeup. And they do like like a day wear that's like a business suit or kind of like casual, but I would say like business casual. So you have to have outfits for all three of those categories. Then, so, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So you weren't experienced in this world. Did you? Did they provide any type of coaching for you? Yes, they did provide coaching, which also meant that I had to fly to Anaheim to receive the coaching. So all of the, um, we call our, our sister queens were who were competing in the pageant, we all gathered um, in Anaheim to receive the coaching on how to prepare about two months before the actual pageant itself. So we, during that, um, during that rehearsal, you go over the walk. There's different types of walks that you have to learn for each category. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are, oh, then there's also the talent portion, which um, for California Plus America, well, for the Miss America pageant was not a, a required um category mm-hmm. but you could choose to compete in that if you wanted mm-hmm. so um so you represented sacramento yes i was miss well i am miss plus sacramento 2018 wow mm-hmm. and that was um a really really great experience to represent you know the city that i'm from right as you know, this plus size queen who's competing, you know, at at the state level. And then I won first runner up. Mm, For Miss California. Yes. For Miss California. Had I won um, Miss California plus, I would have advanced and competed nationally. But the pageant was really the turning point in my modeling career Mm -hmm. because there was a cover girl Um, competition within the pageant there's all these different little competitions you know going up to the big day of being crowned and this pageant system had a cover girl um, competition and that meant I had to get pictures Mm -hmm. because you were basically whoever got the most votes of the best headshot won that cover girl competition Mm -hmm. and so I again um, went to Instagram you know looking for photographers shout out to Dev um, and he took these amazing headshots of me, and I also won first runner-up in the cover girl, um, cover girl category as well. But everything that I was doing along the process, I'm posting to Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting out there to my friends who are, you know, not here, like, hey, I'm, I'm getting into modeling, like this is what I'm doing, like I'm actively working. Mm-hmm. And when people started seeing that, they started tagging me in auditions and tagging me mm-hmm. in, in different things. And I wasn't able to get to all of them, but there's one that um, my high school friend, Tiffany Bontemps, shout out to you, she tagged me in a fashion show um so this is um a few months after the pageant i'm reigning you know mm-hmm. runner-up mm-hmm. queen um you know i was in the mlk march you know wearing my sash and crown you mm-hmm. know in 2018 riding on a corvette you know mm-hmm. it was just really really nice and then i was able to do you know a, a lot of service again which i'm very passionate about about doing service um i was able to um do some speaking events with youth as well as reigning queen and um for miss plus sacramento but 
when my friend Tiffany Bontance tagged me in the Bay Area Plus Fashion Show and Expo that mm-hmm. took place in October 2018. I was like, this is right in Oakland. Like, I can get to this audition. Yeah. Before that, people were tagging me things like in New York yeah. and, you know, back in Atlanta. I was like, man, I wish I didn't move, you know, from right. Atlanta. Because like, it seemed as like as soon as I got back to Sacramento, Atlanta started popping in the plus size industry. I was like, man, I need to be back <laughs> there. So... I went to the um, audition for the Bay Area Plus Fashion Show and Expo in Oakland in 2018 that was um, founded by Samantha Davis, who's a plus-size model for several years. Mm-hmm. And um, she lives in the San Francisco Bay Area, and she created this fashion show to bring light to, hey, there's beautiful plus-size models in Northern California. Like, we're tired of going to L.A. for right. everything. Like, we got talent right here. Uh-huh. And I got into that fashion show, And little did I know that the agency that I'm signed to today was in the audience scouting for new talent. Wow. Wow, that's so amazing. It was my very first time ever walking for a designer. Um, I was selected by three out of the four designers for that show. Mm. And just absolutely killed it. Again, this was from my stalking of all of the, you know. Right, right. (laughs) You did all your, of my favorites. Right, you did right. your research. You you know studied your craft, like you said. And when the time came, because they say uh, preparation and uh, oh luck is preparation and opportunity meeting together or something yeah, like that, something, right? You know right. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah. So right. you were prepared, and when the time came, you were able to step up. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I took a picture that day. I think it's still up on my Instagram with the owner of MDT Agency and um, two of the staff that work with the fit division and the acting um, division. I I took that picture in October 2018 mm-hmm. and I was just on this high and um, I contemplated for a while of what I was going to do for my caption. And the, the first thing that came to me was, don't believe me, just watch. Mm. It's a really cute picture. Here it is. But again, they didn't talk to me, you know, immediately like that day. Yeah. There was no discussions about me, you know, being signed to the agency. But I just felt it like after the fashion show, I felt like in my element, like when I was Mm -hmm. on the runway, I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is where I feel alive. And why have I not been doing this, you know, Mm. all my life? And I, I, I felt like that was like my best creative space was on that runway like wearing fashion and um so that was october october 2018 november november 2018 um comes around and i'm contacted by the agency to go on a go see which basically a go see is where you just go to a client and they kind they measure you they see your look to see if they want to hire you right my first go see was with Levi Strauss and Co. That's big, right? From not having any experience to getting signed with Levi. Yes. And you were signed as the fit model at that point, or you were signed as a, a print model or what right. type of? Yeah, at that point, I was only signed for as a fit model in the fit division. It, later on, um, April 2019 is when MDT was like, we want you to come in and audition for voiceovers, print, Mm. and commercial. And I was like, okay, cool. And there's like, you have to, you know, memorize a monologue and all this jazz. And so, you know, I reached out to some friends and um, 
you know, prepared for that, went in for the audition in April, and same day they offered me the contract to be signed across the board. So now I'm signed for fit modeling, acting, voiceovers, and for um, commercial. That's awesome. Just because you took a leap of faith, you, your friends, you had a network of support that looked out for you too and was like, hey, I think you'd be good for this. I think you'd be good for that. You found the thing that was right for you or you thought you wanted to take a chance on. Bay Area, it's right here. Right. Don't have to go too far for it. You go right here and now you've taken the chance and it paid off. Right. I, before we go any further, I do want to let people know, because I had the same question when we chatted mm-hmm. about fit modeling. Can you just tell the audience real briefly what is fit modeling? Because, you know, yes. I'm thinking like athletic. Yeah, right? you're like <laughs> athletic. Like, she's not that muscular. Okay, so, um, but but there is that type of modeling too, right. which is a fitness model. Uh-huh. But fit modeling basically is um, behind the scenes modeling. So what you do is you try on the garments before they go off to be finalized to go into the stores. Mm-hmm. So um, basically you'll try on a pair of jeans or a top and then you'll have the designers there in the room to measure to see if it's the right fit for this size that they want to market mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. So that is what fit modeling is in a nutshell. So you're trying mm-hmm. on the clothes pre-manual, you know, before they go out, just yes. to make sure that if they say this is a, a size whatever, or if it's a curvy or whatever cut, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then they have models come in mm-hmm. and actually try it on so they can be true to this is a boot cut, this is a curvy, this is a this and that and the other. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. I never knew that that even existed. I just thought they made a bunch of clothes and this slapped the label on it but there's actually a, a, a science behind it yes yeah. yes every every garment that you buy well most of every garment that you buy mm-hmm. you know before it was manufactured there was a live person that there was a prototype for that garment that they sized and measured and make sure that the seams fall in the right place that the pockets are mm-hmm. you know high enough or low enough or um is it a true you know jegging or you know mm-hmm. legging and so so yeah. you you said that you're signed to your agency across the board, print, voiceover, everything, mm-hmm. but you also have a nine to five. Yes. So how do you juggle the two? Because that's where you said that your passion is, you know? Right. That's where you want to be. That's right. the world you want to be in. But right now you have this nine to five. So how do you juggle the two? You know, the, the first thing that comes to mind, and people have been asking me this a lot, especially since I took on the outreach director position with women. It's like, how do you juggle? And it's like, God, mm-hmm. God. Um, I was blessed with working for a wonderful company to mm-hmm. where my um, director is very supportive of my plus size modeling. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm afforded the opportunity to do both. Yeah. And, um, I, as you see, I have like all my notebooks and stuff uh-huh. here. Like this is like really my life. Like, you know, I have two separate calendars, mm-hmm. you know, as a training coordinator, like I'm always planning mm-hmm. um, for for my trainings. So um, just really, you know, staying organized, sticking to the schedule and being very, very blessed that I can work from home, you know, mm-hmm. I, that I can um, make up time 
for my hours for my nine to five and yeah. um, just being in a very um, supportive work environment. Mm-hmm. Now, when we first mm-hmm. talked, we, we talked about that similarity. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the audience knows I do training for the state, training, mm-hmm. consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, we share that a, in common. Right. Mm-hmm. And have a very flexible schedule as right. well. But there may be those people that have a passion that don't have that autonomy at work. Right. What would you say to them? Don't give up on your dream. Like, find the time. Like, before I had the time, again, this is very recent mm-hmm. to where I had the luxury, you know, to have a flexible schedule. Before, before when I was doing my research and going to auditions and I, all of my leisure time was my research time. Mm-hmm. I made I turned my leisure time into time to practice my walk, to practice my makeup, you know, to practice my poses. So you have time, you just have to kind of redirect it. Yeah. And again, just keep putting it out there, you know, in the universe. I know you and I are both women of faith. Mm-hmm. And so be be specific about your prayers. Um uh, be specific about the circles that that you're in. Yeah. Um literally, I know we'll probably get to this later, but I would take a vacation day to go to a workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- those are the type of sacrifices that you have to make when you, you know, are working nine to five because you, you know, you, you got to get your coins. Right. Right. <laughs> the bills got to be paid. Right. But there's opportunity out there for you to learn. There, there are people out there that want to share information, mm-hmm. you know, to you. Also, another thing, I, I don't watch much television. I, I've never seen an episode of Power. You know, I, mm-hmm. I love seeing people post about it and all the juicy stuff that's going on. Yeah. But that time, like, I'm researching. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading an article. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, looking up something on YouTube. I'm trying to find out when the next audition is or yeah. what's going on in New York. Like, what are the next trends? Yeah. So um, that, that would be my advice is change your leisure time and into the time that you work on the stuff that you're passionate about. Absolutely. It's about being able to pursue that dream at whatever cost. And so uh, that is an important one that people sometimes don't really see their downtime as time that could be spent doing something else because it's I'm away from the job or whatever that is to just I I just want to relax and and take it easy but that's the time if you don't have a flexible schedule of any sort that's the time that you need to get your night grind on right after your nine to five okay from six to ten or set time aside to say okay these days three days a week I'm going to dedicate you know two hours a night or whatever it is to make it until you can and get to that place where you are now have a little bit more freedom or you're starting to build yourself in that particular circle. Absolutely. I like the, the another thing that you said about keep putting it out there. Just yes. keep putting it out there. Keep posting about it. Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be here. I'm looking for this and asking for help, right. especially on social media. There are so many people I have connected to um through the show page on social media that I've like connected with behind the scenes now and we're having conversation and we have we found that we have things in common or you know it's it's podcasters or women and uh, women that are in the empowering space too that now you're linking up and you know I will probably never meet them in person because they're not here in Sacramento and I may but you know if you put it out there you get those, make those connections as well. Right. And those are the things that you need to do in order to continue to, to build in that area where you want to be. Right. And absolutely, um, you have to do it afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, as 
putting putting yourself out there mm-hmm. is one thing, but you have to believe in yourself that when the opportunity comes, that you're you'll be provided the right resources or the yeah. right contacts to do it and make it happen. So, do it afraid. Ask for help. Um, you know, make it known what you need, what you want to do, and it will attract itself to you. And Absolutely. I am a, te- a walking testimony of that. Had I not posted, you know, that I was interested in plus size modeling, Tiffany would have never known mm-hmm. to tag me in the audition. Yeah. Which is where I met the agency that I'm signed to. Right. So you really do have to just eliminate fear. Wake up every day as if fear does not exist. Mm. When I'm out public speaking now, and that's one thing I'll be talking about tonight at the Thrifting Exchange event, mm-hmm. is what would you be doing if fear did not mm. exist? If it wasn't a cost associated with it, if it wasn't your kids having to get to daycare associated with it, if it wasn't I have to work this nine to five because bills, what, what would you be doing? Right. And I had that moment. And that moment changed my life. And that moment, me being real with myself, eliminating fear, Mm -hmm. allowed me to do all the things I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. It's crushing that fear. And then, you know, even when that fear does arise, even when we think that we're over it, sometimes it'll still rise up. But being able to have the tools to overcome that. Right. To be able to either have affirmations or have a support group or a tribe or whatever that is able to help walk you through that when that does arise again so that doesn't stop you in your tracks. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man, this is some good conversation, family. If you're just joining us for whatever reason, this is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. I'm having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Mercedes Hogan. She is talking right now about her plus size modeling career, but she, we're also kind of like the undercurrent of the show is stepping out in faith, stepping out and making sure that you are making your dreams known, both within yourself and to others, so that you can pursue those passions that you have have in your life. So we are going to come back to more conversation with Mercedes right after this. This is Full Circle and uh, we'll be right back. Like and share our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5. And we're back with Miss Wanda, life coach, motivational speaker and friend of sisters everywhere. This is Full Circle. Thank you so much for staying with the program. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. I'm having a wonderful conversation with my guest, Mercedes Hogan. Uh, We were talking about her plus-size modeling career. We're talking about her community activism. We are talking about how she is just walking in this desire that she's had her purpose the thing that she feels that she's been called to do and we we mentioned we talked about this before and we talked about it again at the break but you are walking in your purpose but you have a little something that helps propel you every year so every year you create a new theme for the year yes I do tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about that and how that kind of coincides with you just continuing to walk in your purpose and keep you focused Yes, so I'm very big on having a purpose-driven life. Again, um, I just attribute this, again, to my parents, um, to my great educators and my mentors, that service and your purpose is what should be most important. And um, that's what I want my legacy to be. So, you know, every year, you know, it's the new year and people Mm want to create New Year resolutions. And... um, 
for whatever reason, I don't know how it happened, but I was like, I want a theme for the year. Mm -hmm. But maybe it happened because I don't really like being like everybody else, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But I was like, you know, I I want a theme. I don't want just one specific goal. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to just focus just on this one thing. I want it to be, you know, an everything thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I just started creating themes and... I am um, infatuated with leadership mm-hmm. and um, people who are in positions of power and how they got there. Not really with the position of power and leadership, but but the process that it took to yeah. get them where they were. Mm-hmm. And I watched um, an interview of Will Smith, and he was talking about you know his fresh. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know, the sitcom and just kind of how he became the super megastar Mm -hmm. that he is. And when he went from rapping over to acting, he says um, that he knew that there were other great actors and other great comedians. But what he also knew was that he wasn't going to be outworked. Mm. And so... That was in 20, um, well, the end of 2017. And I was like, that's going to be my theme for 2018. I will not be outworked in 2018. Wow. And, of course, me being the little social media socialite that I am, you know, hashtags, you know, were popping. And I was like, that's my theme. Mm-hmm. And everything that I posted or that I did that was anywhere along that theme I will not be outworked in 2018. Again, just speaking it into existence. Like everything that has happened, I literally spoke it and then it happened. Well, that 2018 was also the year that you were in the pageant. Yes. And at the end of the year, you were in the fashion um, expo, which got you to your agency. So that theme, I mean, if you just continue to repeat that to yourself, continue to believe it, continue to hashtag it and make that a part of your, your your DNA. Right. You know? Right. And it was always a reminder because I had a lot of tough patches in 2018. Mm -hmm. As far as my nine to five career, I did a transition, you know, and um, that was very difficult. But again, I was just like, Whatever it is, I'm going to be willing to work for it. Mm -hmm. And that was another thing, too, that I learned being a woman of faith is being specific in your prayer. That not just saying, oh, God, please make me a plus size model. My my prayer was like, put me in the position to do the work to become a sign plus size model. Mm -hmm. Like, I I don't mind working for what I want. Right, right. You know, and so um, the um, I will not be outworked in 2018, you know, that. 2018 really um, reminded me of the talents that I have, like Mm. the talents that I have to share. Mm -hmm. And um, clearly I have no issue talking or socializing with people. So I always knew that my gift of gab was a talent, but Mm -hmm. I really didn't know how to, you know, incorporate that into my career or into like my everyday life, but I wanted to use it. Mm -hmm. And so in 2019, my theme was, Uh, monetizing my talents in Mm. 2019. So now here I am, you know, people are starting to see me with the modeling, you know, that's a talent. People know that um, I'm very active and I care about the community. Mm -hmm. So that's a talent. And people know that, you know, I'm not afraid to get in front of, you know, thousands of people and talk. But how am I going to monetize that? Right. Because, you know, I have these talents. And um, it's so interesting. Um, 
2019 is the year that I got signed. Boom, extra income, you know. So that theme, you know, again, came to fruition. Mm. But at the end of the year, what I learned is that when I was speaking into the atmosphere about monetizing my talents in 2019, like just only in reference to, you know, extra sources of income, mm-hmm. what what really happened last year for me is that I monetized my networks. Nice. And when I created the theme, I was just like, I want some extra income because right. I'm trying to travel, I'm trying to do this. Right. But the networks that I built last year were more than gold. Yeah. Yeah, those will bring though that extra income through the partnerships and things. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And so um, I'm gonna have to get me a theme, Miss Mercedes. I'm gonna have to get me a theme for yes, 2020. Yes. <laughs> get you a theme for 2020. And that's another thing too is like it's never too late to create a theme. You can change your theme in mm-hmm. the middle of the year. Yeah. You know, if if you want. Um, my theme for this year is level up 2020. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have been very blessed to be afforded these opportunities. Now I got to bring my A game. Right. You know, and so it's 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 level up. Like, you know, I want to maintain what I've gained. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just a saying. It's it, it's a mantra. It's a, it's a way that you can build the foundation for the next step. Is Absolutely. that I'm leveling up and you got to you got to really not just think of a theme to be cute, right. but you got to think of a theme to actually build that foundation to help drive you even in times when fear arises, even when times that it may feel difficult or hard or this thing falls through. You got to still continue to believe in that theme to help push you through to get to the next level. Now you yes. also do uh you have that list. We we talked about your your top your 25 things. Yes. That's an important exercise to do as well. Yes. Talk about the 25 things. So, uh to talk about the top 25 things, we got to go back to 2015. Again, um this is before going to auditions, before anything, but I was attending workshops because I'm infatuated with leadership and being the best leader that I can possibly be. And I worked in as an administrator for several years for different agencies. So it was a leadership workshop for administrators within offices. And um, the facilitator started off by saying, what if instead of saying yes to everything, you chose just a few things and did them really well? Mm. And that that's good touched me because here I am again, this inquisitive child mm-hmm. who wants to save the world and wants to you know do everything and be a part of everything you know for representation and ask the questions of why and mm-hmm. you know um, but I I was focusing on too much mm-hmm. and so the exercise um, was to write down your top 25 career and personal goals. So it could be intertwined. Now, if you have a lot, you can make two separate lists. But mine, my list of top 25 things that I want to accomplish were intertwined with career and personal goals. Mm -hmm. So um, I brought my list with me for those of you who watch me (laughs) on live. But some of the 
so you write the list, mm-hmm. and then you go back and you circle the top five things okay. that are most important to you mm-hmm. to accomplish out of that list. Yeah, this is 2015. So the top five things that I circled was work for a government agency. Mm-hmm. I put permanently because I was working for an agency at the time, but just temping. Uh-huh. Pay off debt and build credit. Become a plus-size model. Mm, That was 2015. Yeah, Mm. this is 2015. Become a plus-size model. Then I put my goal weight on here, which I'm not about to (laughs) tell y'all that. None of your business. (laughs) (laughs) And then I put find find a church home. Mm -hmm. And all of those things in 2020 I have now accomplished. Nice. The finding the church home came first through my dear sorority sister who's also from sacramento she introduced me to genesis missionary baptist church Mm -hmm. so um i got back into attending church which was a great great leadership there that was just giving me nuggets and nuggets to give you that motivation you know when you're going through the rough times like Mm -hmm. giving you that faith to innovate which is actually a book that um to porter wrote that i read Mm -hmm. and um so I kept getting fed to build up my faith and I started being honest with myself to do the things that I was avoiding to do to get mm. the things that I want. I think that sometimes when it comes to entrepreneurship or doing something that's new or like handling your credit, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah. But you have to have that honest moment with yourself to stop cutting corners, Yeah. you know, do the research Write out your list, figure out where you need to start, and then every day do a little something towards that goal. Because if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. Right. And frankly, when it comes to like the modeling and then the, you know, the service within the community, like with the women's, I I got tired of sitting on the sidelines Mm. watching. Yeah. Like after I did so, um, so many years of, you know, my research, I was like, okay, well, I I need to be out there. I need to be advocating. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I need to be pursuing this career. I'm tired of watching everyone else. Yeah. And then I had to realize that there was room for me because there's thou there's hundreds of thousands of people who are modeling. Yeah. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people who are advocating for injustices for women and for black people, right? Mm-hmm. So um I I wish I could remember who said this quote. But um, it's something that stuck with me that if you ever feel like there's not room for you, take a walk down the bread aisle. Mm. Yeah. So next time I went to the grocery store, I like literally like walked down the bread aisle. And I was like, if that is not true, I don't know what it is. Because you got Wonder Bread, you got Nature Valley, you got Winco brand. Mm -hmm. And everybody's in there buying the brand that That they like. That suits them, right. Exactly. Right. That suits them. And so... That right there, whenever I still have moments with self-doubt, like, oh, am I investing too much time? You know, Mm -hmm. is this that bread aisle puts it all to rest. And then when people start messaging you about how much you're motivating them or how they Mm. love to see your post, how you're encouraging them. That's what I strive for right there. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was like, you know what? Modeling is just not extra income for me. This is like my ministry. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't even see it as that. You know, I just, you know, want to be cute and pretty and, Uh you know, 
represent, you know, will re- represent a, a size two X, and this is how you can style and dress, and you know, th- there's fashion, you know, for you too. But it's so much more than that. It's about self confidence. It's about living yeah. a purpose driven life. It's about discovering your purpose. Yeah, we got to talk a little bit about the elephant in the room when it comes to the industry. Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because the industry looks for a certain aesthetic and it's not necessarily all size two. It's the thinner nose. It's the lighter skin. It's the light eyes. It's all of those things. So you now being in the industry of plus size of modeling and fashion, what are some of the obstacles that you've had to overcome in this in the brief time that you've been in it so far? Yes. Um one of the one of the obstacles well of course people assume that just because you're a plus size model or you're a plus size industry um that 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 it's easier than if you are a straight model and a straight model is a term for someone that's typically like a size 0 to i would say depending on the designer size 9 mm-hmm. sometimes straight goes like from 0 to size 12 mm-hmm. um 12 is about the the size that you're definitely plus. Um, But no, there's definitely um, a stigma in the industry. For me, it would be age Mm. because I I am 34 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, even in the plus size industry, you know, it's, it's a little bit more, um, lenient before you like age out from mm-hmm. the industry and mm-hmm. there are a lot of great designers um, out there who are changing that in the plus size industry um, but for me that would be number one because typically you want to well when I went to the workshop of life of a working model back in 2018 I have in my notes that um, around the time that they look to sign you is between like 18 and 27 but in the industry, especially when it comes to acting and commercial, it's not so much how old you are, but how old do you look? Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother thing, too, where you have people getting caught up in, you know, plastic surgery and yeah. all these other, you know, things that that can possibly be dangerous to your body long running. If you're into plastic surgery, you know, I have nothing against that at all. But um you know, people get overly concerned with their pers- their um, appearance and wanting to look young yeah. just so they can get these gigs. Yeah. So there's definitely um, a lot of pressures depending on, you know, what type of work that you want to do. Even in the fit modeling um, world, which is an- another thing too, like you have to stay certain dimensions mm. So, like, when Levi hired me, they hired me for certain dimensions that I have to fit for that size. Yeah. So, I have to be careful, you know, to not go out of those dimensions. Yeah, because they're looking for this. Oh, wow. Right, exactly. Or if you go outside of the, like, if I gain, you know, a significant amount of weight or if I lose a a significant amount of weight, that there is a... um, you know, like a a fit modeling position, you know, with that company for that size. Yeah. So these are things, you know, where it's helpful that you have an agency that represents you, you know, so I can talk to them, you know, about, you know, those things and opportunities as well. But yeah, that is another thing for for fit modeling. Um, I also fit for third love too, which are our intimate wear. So they look for a certain bra size, Mm -hmm. 
you know, so if you fluctuate, you know, too much one or the other way, they, they might they may not need you for wow. those demographics. So those are some of the pressures. Um, of course, when you're in print and, you know, you are in the photo shoots that are being published, you know, in magazines and published, you know, to Torrid and Lane Bryant website or Forever 21 Plus, you have, you know, the 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 more common pressures of, you know, you're curvy, but they still want the, you know, flat tummy, right. you know, right. you're, you're curvy, but they want thin arms and hips and, you know, smaller waist mm-hmm. um, for print. Um, the most the the battle that a lot of people have that are in the plus size is is height mm. because they still want five nine, you know. So they want five nine, flat tummy, curve your hips. So you um you definitely in in plus size industry have those different type of issues that you face. I was thinking when you were talking about um some of the obstacles that you have seen. I was just also thinking about the curvy girls that are not plus size, but you know, we got hips and we've got, you know, we've mm-hmm. got curves mm-hmm. and I'm sure that those models too, and, and didn't think about the fit modeling and having to stay that same size. So I'm sure there's a lot of pressure that goes into the work, but I'm sure it's also very fulfilling as well. Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. It is definitely fulfilling. And again, um, there's even um, there's even pressures when it comes to skin tone, you know, in, in the modeling industry, you know, for a very long time, mm-hmm. you wouldn't see. I mean, recently now it's so amazing to see like darker skin, yeah. you know, black models, you know, be highlighted and celebrated for being beautiful. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, darker skin was not considered, you know, beautiful yeah. in, in the fashion industry. So that's one thing that. I'm able to advocate for being a darker skinned black woman um, oh. as well. So it is definitely very rewarding. Yeah. And um, again, it's always really good to have um, great friends and family who keep you grounded mm-hmm. because, you know, the industry definitely can suck you in yeah. and make you feel less than. And um, it's great to have a great agency. Again, like shout out to MDT. Like they are... Um, very, very helpful, like every step of the way uh, of the process. But my friends and family definitely motivate me and um, keep me grounded. And I would imagine you have to have a pretty strong network of yes. folks that support you because just like you said, you know, just going to auditions or whatever the case may be and, and starting to and, and we don't sometimes always do it on purpose but just compare ourselves to the people that are in the room that can start to get in your head as Mm -hmm. well so you got to have that strong foundation yes yes absolutely and again and um I think I think your reputation is very important too Mm -hmm. it's like it's always important to to be kind like in whatever room that you walk in like don't be afraid to let your light shine, you mm-hmm. know, be present. I'm one of those people who are who just are present. Yeah. I am still learning how to not dim my light. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also want to be kind because you never know, especially in the modeling industry, mm-hmm. who you're going to come around and who right. you're going to work with again. So you don't want to be known as, oh, that was the girl who had an attitude. Yeah. And, 
you know, was complaining about her makeup, you know, or something like. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's just not in modeling, but that's in everything that you do, like everything that you're trying to pursue, like mm-hmm. do it with a positive attitude. You know, I like to live my life by the golden rule. I like to me, it's simple. You know, yeah. Yeah. we learned this in kindergarten, like treat people how you want to be treated. Right. 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 And so I think that um, type of attitude is what's afforded me all of this grace and all of this mercy mm-hmm. when I, you know, go to the auditions or when I, you know, apply for this position or when someone reaches out to me to do a speaking engagement. It's because that's really how I live my life. Yeah. I just treat people how I want to be treated. Absolutely. When we come back from the break, um, I want to talk about Thrift Store Fly because I have never family seen someone pull together outfits so dope I, I i need your help on this one because i do like to thrift and i feel like i never find the right things or they don't look well or whatever so when we come back from the break we are talking thrift store fly so you can give us some of those tips on to you know how i got can... you miss wanda all i right, got you all right. i'm gonna help you out this is full circle <laughs> i'm talking with my guest mercedes hogan we will be right back after the break family just keep it right here we'll be right back like what you hear Drop us a line at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Empowering you with knowledge and wisdom. This is Full Circle with Miss Wanda. We are back. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. Right now, we are talking Thrift Store Fly, her business that will help us get our thrifting life on so you want to find fashion for less you want to look good i mean mercedes came in here looking all fly got on her nice little outfit and the whole outfit we figured was less than 20 dollars, right yes yeah yes less than 20 dollars. so yes thrift store fly was created as a blog for me to share my thrifting tips and tricks with everyone who was interested. Mm -hmm. So um, again, I've been thrifting all of my life and um, I love to thrift and I get really, really lucky inside of the thrift stores. So people would either have one of two reactions when I would tell them that I'm dressed from head to toe for only 15 bucks, they would say, oh my gosh, yes, I love to thrift and I found my outfit for like $5. Mm -hmm. Or they would say, can you please teach me, like, how do you do it? Because I go inside of Goodwill and I get the EBGBs and I don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. And so as more and more people started telling me that they wanted my help, I was like, well, great. Let me, you know, meet you at the thrift store, go with you, you know, tell me some of the color palettes and things that you like. Like, what specifically are you looking for? And I kind of just walk my clients through the process of how to thrift. And Thrift Store Fly is not just for people who go inside of Goodwills, but it's for people who like to shop the clearance racks. It's for people who like to go and, you know, in the store with coupons. It's just the celebration of saving. Mm-hmm on your outfits and then it's also the celebration of staying on trend with your fashion without spending hundreds of dollars to pull off certain looks because you can absolutely pull off a look that is thousands or you know hundreds of dollars for 20 bucks if you 
go to the right places and take out the time. I'm glad you said that about it's not just about being at the thrift store, although there are some dope thrift stores even in the Sacramento area that you can find some good stuff. But what what problem that I have and the reason that usually I only come out of thrift stores with jewelry and maybe maybe a pair of shoes every now and then is because I have a hard time finding my size in the thrift store. Do you hear that a lot? Yes, I do. And so there was a one point in time, again, I've lived in three different states my adult life. And whether I was in the mall and I would walk into a store I like, the first thing I would do is go to the sales rep and be like, do you have a plus size section? Mm-hmm. Or do you carry size 14? Mm-hmm. Or do you carry this size? Mm-hmm. And then that would kind of determine whether I would shop there. Uh, I absolutely did the same thing at the Goodwills, too. Do you have a plus size section? Or do you carry this size? Mm-hmm. Until recently, in the past couple of years, all of the stores that I shop at locally, we all there, there's a designated plus size section. Oh. So you don't have to question that so much anymore. Nice. I know for sure here locally mm-hmm. um, in Sacramento, um, like the L Street um, Boutique Goodwill, mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole very affluent plus size section. Um the Goodwill on Alhambra, mm-hmm. you know, in Midtown. Plus size section. Freestyle clothing exchange is also one of my, my favorites. There's a mm-hmm. whole plus size section. Mm-hmm. So that um, that fear of there not being, you know, your size there, I know at least locally they are making a lot of measures to prevent that. So, And that's another thing that I coach people on um, as well. And also I don't, do personal shopping and personal styling just for plus size um, either. One of my last clients is um, not plus size, but she just wanted more, uh, I would say, more mature work attire. She wanted to upgrade her professional wear. And we went to one store and I was able to find a few staple items and it just change her entire wardrobe. If you go to my Instagram at Thrift Store Fly, you'll be able to see some of those before and after pictures. Yeah, that was that was that Destiny? Yes, yes. it was Destiny. <laughs> shout out to Destiny <laughs> Robbins. Yeah, shout out to Destiny. Um, yeah, I saw that that picture of her. You had she looked really nice. And so that mm-hmm. was the other question was, oh okay, so she you style anyone that wants to come yes, and anyone. partake in your services. Yes, so it's not absolutely. just for a plus size. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Not just for plus size. Um, I even do personal styling and shopping for um, for kids and children, you know, mm-hmm. along with the parents mm-hmm. just to, uh, you know, let them know that you have options. You don't always have to go to Macy's, you know, and pay full price. Or if you go to Macy's, go to the clearance rack, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then, you know, there are often coupons that you can add on top of those, you mm-hmm. know, clearance rack prices. Mm-hmm. Then I also help... Um, I also, like one of my other clients, um, Latrice Littlejohn, she had never thrifted before at all because she just didn't know where to start. Yeah. And so I give you tips and tricks to guide you. Like, okay, so what do you want to add? What colors do you like? What colors do you dislike? Mm -hmm. And what I love, too, is that majority of the Goodwills are color-coded. So if Mm. you know that you want a yellow dress, you can just go, you know, to your section, your size, and just look at, you know, the different hues of yellow. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's 
sometimes what people have difficulty with doing because they haven't really specified what they want to look for. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to thrifting and and consignment shops, it definitely helps when you know exactly what type of items you want to add to the wardrobe. Whether you need a new blazer or a new jacket, you know, think about that first. And that way when you go in, you know what your mission is. If you find something else outside of that, that's great. But you're not just going in with any like with no type of direction. Yeah. Um, I also have identified that there are two different type of shoppers. So mm-hmm. there's a direct shopper. That's my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to Flex. <laughs> who he just wants to go in and out. You mm-hmm. know, there are That's fe- most men. Yeah. Mo- yeah, most yeah. men are direct shoppers. There are some females too that are just direct shoppers. Yeah. I just want a jean jacket. Right. I don't want to look at nothing else. I don't care about what's That's on true. sale. I just want a <laughs> jean jacket. I don't want to walk around. So... You need to identify that. Are you a direct shopper? Or are you like myself, an explorer, who I know I need a jean jacket, but Mm -hmm. I want to explore. That's me. I want to look at the (laughs) jeans. I want to look at the dresses. Uh, I want to look at the skirts. I want to look at the shoes. So once you identify whether you're a direct shopper or an explorer, Mm -hmm. that will help your process uh, so much within um, thrifting and and the consignment shops. And again, you can hit me up. I just launched a new website, um, www.thriftstorefly.com. So you can contact me there. Mm-hmm. You can contact me on Instagram, thriftstorefly. I'm here to help. I'm here to guide you. And if you are already a thrifting fashionista, mm-hmm. um, I want to help you brag about your good finds. So mm-hmm. you can tag me. Um, I just love saving money on clothes. And if you already are on any of my platforms, you know that I love to dress too. So I love to brag about my good finds. Yeah. And so, you know, when I posted that you were going to be on, several people commented and said that, you know, it was hard to find clothes in the plus size. But you're saying to those of us out here in the world that there are more and more thrift shops here, thrift stores here in Sacramento even, mm-hmm. that are carrying, that have designated plus size sections. Right. And okay. I, you I'm hear not, that, Angel? Right. Yes, Angel. <laughs> did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm probably going to do a vlog soon so people especially you know the curvier people can see because I mean, I'm not just finding like just any old thing. Like I'm finding Fashion Nova. I'm finding mm, Zara. I'm what? finding these brands that you, you know, what you see online that you want to order, but you're not sure if it's going to be the right fit. That's another thing, too. That's great about thrifting is because I had never ordered off of Fashion Nova. Mm-hmm. And um, on one of my Good Day Sacramento segments mm-hmm. that I did, I was able to find a Fashion Nova dress and it was true to size. So it was a size 2 it fit beautifully mm-hmm. and I was like okay well I know if I order from Fashion Nova like this type of material like this is going to work for my body type so that's, that's another thing too that you can do within the thrift stores is kind of see what brands um, fit you because like this dress that I have on right now I think it's like a size medium mm-hmm. so like depending on like what the cut is and the yeah. stretch you know you want to be you know look comfortably but um, you know my size ranges like from a medium, mm-hmm. you know, to a 2X, depending on how the cut is of the fabric. So thrifting helps you to really hone in and find those designers that yeah. 
I fit do, you. Yeah, I like that you said that. And that is a great point is that instead of going out and spending a lot of money sometime, you can't. I know I found a pair of jeans um, at one of the thrift stores and I was on the phone with my best friend and I was like, oh, have you ever heard of this brand? It was not your daughter's jeans, right? Uh-huh. And she was like, oh my God, Wanda, do you know how much those jeans are? And Macy's, they're like, you know, I think they're like a hundred bucks or whatever. I think I paid like ten dollars for them yeah and I, those are like some of my favorite jeans so right. you're right and even you know uh shout out to Plachette from sac hub she had on this beautiful dress last night that was from fashion nova so i started looking at their site so yeah if i go and find things if i happen to come across something then that uh, from a brand that i may prefer or may have wanted to try thrifting is a good place if i find that then i can see okay then i know that their clothes do fit me or i know that this size and their their clothes fit me so that's a really good point i didn't i didn't think about that yes and it's so interesting that you um just gave a shout out to Plachette because I have another full circle moment mm-hmm. to share with how I ended up being on Good Day Sacramento and Plachette was there when this happened. Mm. So again, going back to in the first segment when I was saying using your leisure time to work on those, you know, side projects or those side hustles that you want to want to come to fruition, right? So um, this was recently like last year Mm -hmm. I took a vacation day for a couple well I I took a couple of hours um of vacation off work to go to a workshop that was um all about women business owners because I wanted to expand my brand with thrift store fly Mm -hmm. so when I went to this workshop there's a whole bunch of dynamic um women business owners there and Plachette was there Mm -hmm. and the um I had never met her before, but I had heard of, you know, Sacramento Cultural Hub. Mm-hmm. I had just went to one of Cachet's. Shout out to Cachet. Shout out, Cachet. I had just went to one of her closet sales, and I bought this beautiful gold dress that mm-hmm. just was, like, gorgeous. I wore that gold dress there, and it was just, like, attracting all this attention. Mm-hmm. So I sit in this... Um, this breakout and I'm sitting right next to Plachette and I'm talking about Thrift Store Fly and what I want to do with the business. Mm -hmm. And she just like loved, you know, everything about it. And the the lead facilitator of that breakout, um, her name is Megan with the Honey Agency. It was Mm -hmm. a local advertising agency here. And she Mm -hmm. was like, well, have you ever met the Dress Fiend? Shout out to Phoebe, Mm -hmm. the Dress Fiend. I was like, no, I've never even heard of of the Dress Fiend. She's like, well, she's my friend. Her name's Phoebe. She's going to love you. I'm going to get you connected. And when I got connected with Phoebe, if um, you guys don't know, the Dress Fiend, she... um, is partnered with Good Day Sacramento to do all of the Goodwill thrifting segments. Mm. And so that's how I was able now to be on Good Day Sacramento every so often, Mm -hmm. um, modeling thrifted items here locally in Sacramento. And so, uh, again, full circle moment. Plachette thought that my my story was so interesting that uh, she afforded me the opportunity to be to have an article run in the Sacramento Cultural Hub. So thank you so much, Plachette, for that. I'm I'm so thankful. And um, that was the issue, the Jennifer Lewis issue. Yes, it was that I was Lewis in issue. for yes. being an Ewok recipient, and that's how I found you. Full circle, really. Full right? circle again. <laughs> mm-hmm. See how things mm-hmm. happen. You know, when you just make the right connections, or you make connections, or you make your desires, your wishes, your dreams your goals known to other people because you find people that can help you, right? Mm-hmm. That may know someone that knows someone that knows someone, right? Right. That will next next thing you know, 
you're walking down the path that you desire to go. Right. And it's important that you're letting your desires and dreams be known to the right people. Right. You see, That's I true. think um, a lot of people don't share because they're so concerned about the haters. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're so concerned about people who are like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. But if you um, receive discernment mm-hmm. and, you know, continue to put your information out there to the right people and research you know, those workshops yeah. or organizations that you need to be involved in that are like-minded with you, right. then, you know, you can share your dreams and, and share your goals without having the fear of someone hating on you or yeah. talking down on your dream because you guys are all there wanting to do the same exact, you know, thing. You guys are all there wanting to become, you know, better entrepreneurs. Right. That's so mm-hmm. true. And, you know, it, everybody can't know your dream. This everybody is can't be a part and, and you you're not going to be able to take everybody with you so right. understand that as well and when you're you know out there pursuing your goals and dreams yeah it is important to um make it known but like mercedes said is like being aware of who you're talking to and i wanted to pull up this post uh that my friend marcia um posted uh or reposted it says hustle hustle until your haters ask if you're hiring I love mm-hmm. that. I love just keep mm-hmm. doing your thing. Don't worry about what anybody else is saying. I know for me, right. I like I like to keep myself like I'm doing this thing. I'm doing a lot of things out here and just kind of keeping it. And when it's time for me to say I'm doing this or I'm doing this, then make it known. But for the most part, I read a post a long time ago that said grind, hustle in silence, right. grind hard and then just, you know, let 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 it happen. And that's that's what I've been doing. Yes. You know. Same, same, same. And um, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, for you that follow me on social media, you guys know that I believe in fortunes, like just what you get out the fortune cookie because (laughs) Oprah said there are no coincidences in life, right? So that means that that fortune that I opened was meant for me. Right. (laughs) And, and, you know, they seem to come true. But um, I really love this one fortune I got a couple years ago that says if you develop the habits of success, you will make success a habit. That's great. If you develop the habits of success, you will make success a habit. So... That's been my goal is like I want my habits to be successful habits Mm -hmm. because success is my goal. I also have to learn that I am the only person that can quantify what success means to Mm me. Yeah. And success might mean to me right now is, you know, being booked as much as possible. Success next month may be something different and that's okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be just one thing it can change. And I think that that will help you in whatever you are trying to accomplish in your life is that success can change and only you can quantify what success means to you. That is really good. I like that. I'm going to have to start paying closer attention to the fortunes that I get from the cookies. I'm so busy worried about the cookie that I. Oh, yeah. I know. I have a whole process. Like, I have to eat the cookie first and then I read it afterwards. I know it's just so silly. So, you are actually going to be, if anyone is listening that wants to come out and support you tonight, it's the Winter Free Thrift Exchange and Clothing Swap. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so, the Winter Free 
thrifting exchange and clothing shop is an event tonight in Sacramento at 2205 Natomas Park Drive from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. And I have partnered with Shanae's Corner and also with Your Heart's Desire and R&B artist Kendra Diana. Shout out to Kendra. Shout out to Kendra. Um, we are all coming together to empower women. So um, we'll each be sharing some of our stories on how we're living a purpose-driven life. And we're encouraging you to come out to this free event. Clean out your closet. You know you have some stuff in there that you're never going to wear again mm-hmm. or that you need to declutter. Well, we're encouraging you to bring that to the event. And then also you can pick some other items out that other people have brought that you may want mm-hmm. to add to your wardrobe. And so um, it's not often that you find an event like this that's absolutely free. So it's a free clothing swap and everything that's not exchanged or swapped will be donated to a either Sacramento Food Bank or Women's Empowerment or another nonprofit organization that provides clothing to women in the community who are less fortunate so it's a great cause um it's absolutely free we will have drinks we will have appetizers um it's going to be all about body positivity women's empowerment and you know as the saying goes one man's trash or one woman's trash is another man or woman's treasure so Mm -hmm. you can get rid of your quote-unquote trash and find some treasures it's going to be fun i'll be there Hope to see you. You know, I started swapping. Um, I started getting into swapping. Uh, a good friend of mine, Emily, Emily Cox, um, also known as Lucky Bombshell, started doing these swapping events probably about three or four, probably longer than that, but I found out about, about three or four years ago. And that really has been a wonderful experience to find. I mean, there are some things that I've gotten at her swaps that I still wear to this day that are like my favorite articles of clothing. And that's, and you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, it might not have worked for you anymore, but that doesn't mean that it won't work for someone else or they may repurpose something in a way that maybe you didn't think about or whatever. So if you have clothing to exchange, or even if you don't have swapping uh, clothes, you can still come out, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have clothes to swap, um, please come out and join us. Um, be empowered. Hang out with us. I love getting to know new people. So um, if you see me, please say hello. Let's take a selfie if you're into taking mm-hmm. pictures. Let's mm-hmm. hang out and have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is the winter free, um, I'm sorry, the winter free thrift exchange clothing swap. Um, it is going to be happening tonight from 6 to 10 at at 2205 Natomas Park Drive. Come on out. Um, Mercedes will be speaking. Also, Kendra Diana. Uh, shout out to Kendra. You'll see her and her cute little baby bump. Yeah. So I'm so excited for her. But it's going to be a really good event. It's uh, partnered by Shanae's Corner. And uh, come on out. Bring clothes to thrift or to exchange uh, and swap. And even if you don't, come on out and have a good time. It's going to be a good event. Uh, empowering event for women and it also supports a good cause anything that you bring say if you bring clothes and you don't swap the uh the clothing that are not swapped will go to women's empowerment um 
in Sacramento. So it's going to be a worthy cause as well. And it's going to be a great time out again. That's tonight from 6 to 10 at 2205 Natomas Park Drive. It is absolutely free. So come on out and have a really good time. Mercedes, this has been a wonderful conversation. Where can people find you? Because I know there are some friends out there that have hit me up that are like, okay, I need them thrift store tips. They may want to link up with you. They may want to hire you to come and, and consult with their closet and their wardrobe and give them some tips. So how can people find you? Yes. So all of my social media handles are thrift store fly, all one word. That's T H R I F T S T O R E fly F L Y thrift store fly. So you can find me on Instagram at thrift store fly. You can find me on Facebook thrift store fly. You can also find Contact me through my website, thriftstorefly.com. You can also shoot me an email, thriftstorefly at outlook.com. So you are out there. Thrift Store Fly is where you can find all of the good info to contact with Mercedes. Um, I... I just am, I just wish you the best of luck in everything because I know your modeling career is really about to take off. You Thank are you. a beautiful person inside and out, and I just am so happy that you were able to stop by, that I got you before you blow up into this. <laughs> oh. Remember, when you blow up, don't forget about Miss Wanda out here in Sacramento. You know. I definitely <laughs> won't. Thank you, Miss Wanda, for having me. I also want to do a small plug for Women's Smart Sacramento. If you are an advocate out there, and you uh, are passionate about women issues we have so much room for you to volunteer and help us out to change the narrative in the city of Sacramento so um, again hit me up if you're interested in volunteering for Women's March SAC we would love to have you that is perfect that is how we're doing it this Saturday family thank you so much for listening and supporting the program don't forget this episode and every live episode will post on Tuesdays after the um, so on Tuesday this episode will post 12 noon make sure you subscribe to the show on all your uh, podcasting platforms everything from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to Google Stitcher Anchor and so many more Um, also on SoundCloud as well so make sure you're subscribing that way you can find out when the podcast uploads you will be able to hear it also follow the show on facebook and instagram at full circle 975 that's how we're doing it if you have a comment or question please uh, make sure you email me at full circle 975 at gmail.com or if you're interested in being on the show and you have a topic that you want to discuss hit me up at full circle 975 at gmail.com family if you you know anyone that is um, dealing with heart disease, any women of color that has had an experience with heart disease or is living with heart disease, email me at fullcircle975 at gmail.com. I am looking for guests for an upcoming episode. Also, May is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm going to be doing some special episodes about mental health. So if you want to participate in that show as well, 9169 I'm about to give out the phone number. It's fullcircle975 at gmail.com. Also got a couple of other special shows coming up. And the second annual 
Overcomer series will be happening this summer. So lots of things coming up, family. Make sure you're staying in contact with the program, either through social media or by email, so that you can find out what is going on. It's all about empowering you to make an informed decision for your life. That's how we're doing it this Saturday. Thank you so much, family, for joining the program. Thank you again to my guest, Mercedes, for being just being transparent and just letting us know your journey and giving us a peek inside what uh, you've been doing. Much love to you. Thank you so much, everyone. This is Full Circle. I'm your host, Miss Wanda. I will see you next Saturday with more show. Peace. This has been Full Circle. Follow our Facebook page at Full Circle 97.5.